Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. It's me. It's me. The lusty month of May. Oh. That's from Camelot. <laughs> I don't actually know Camelot. Sorry. That's okay. Sorry, Julie Andrews. It's May and three shows are closing today. <sighs> Two unnecessarily and prematurely and one long after its time, only to be soon resurrected. <laughs> today, the Heidi Chronicles closes mm-hmm. and Living on Love closes. Yeah. Sucks. Terrible. It really sucks. Did you see Bryce Pinkham's tweet about what Elizabeth Moss texted to the entire cast right no. before their last show? She's she had texted everybody and said, like, this one's for Wendy, you guys. Oh. <laughs> We're sitting on well, Emily's sitting on her guys, it's so nice fire escape right now. And I'm hanging out the kitchen window and someone across the courtyard was trying to Skype because I heard the do 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 I didn't hear that at all. I sort of tune out all the the noise out here because it it echoes a lot. Yeah. But I'm outside and I'm so happy to be out here. It's so nice out today. Earlier today, I was outside in uh, Leslie Kritzer's backyard. In New Jersey. (laughs) sounds so weird. Yeah. Um, But I went over her, Leslie and our friend, good friend Nick Jareffi have started a podcast that everyone should listen to. It's called How Does the Wine Taste? Mm -hmm. We went out there a couple of weeks ago and helped them get it set up. Yeah. And I was there. They recorded their second episode today. So you should check that out. It'll be up on iTunes on Tuesday. You should download it and give it a listen because it's super great. They talk about nonsense. They they don't talk about theater, except they do talk about theater. Well, I mean, the problem is it's not a theater podcast, but their worlds and their references have a lot to do with theater. Well, this week, new edition, spoiler alert, they got a buzzer. So anytime anyone says something about theater, (laughs) I like that. They they have a buzzer. I like that. That was a lot of fun. Um, And yeah, it was great. I got to live the suburban life for like an mm. hour and hang out in a backyard. How nice. It was nice. It yeah. was nice. She's got nice furniture out there. It was mm. sunny. Dog was running around. Ugh. Dog got out of the fence. And oh, around no. The neighborhood. We had to go <laughs> chase, chase her dog down. It was kind of funny. Oh, no. Um, but it was very nice. I'm so relaxed right now. It's so nice out. It's beautiful out. Hey, man, finally. Springtime. Spring on Broadway. Well, the other show that's closing today is Hamilton at the Public, which, of course, will be a summer show right. on Broadway right. that's in July. That's sold, so, like, $11 million yeah. in tickets yeah. or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Do you think they'll give us tickets to that? <laughs> no, I don't. So everyone that's so excited for us to re-review it, are you buying us tickets? Yeah. Are you getting us Because we already tickets? bought $100 tickets well, to I see that not, show. Yeah, not, that's not happening again. And now I've seen it, and not that I don't want to see it again, because I very, very much want to see it again. But it's like how I bought, how we bought tickets to Book of Mormon when we knew it was going to be crazy. So we bought, we saw it, yeah. And then we were like, "Great, see you in a couple years." You know, I bet they'll do standing room. I bet they'll do some sort of rush that will still be crazy. um, A better rush policy than uh, you know because the public it's small space well, it's broadway more seats more yeah, more cheap it's tickets, a crazy please. small space and it also was sort of a unknown 
entity when they started doing the lottery. Like Hamilton? Not the show itself, but the lottery system at the public. That was the first show they offered lottery for at the public, right? Yeah. So I think they were just like we're seeing how it would go. Right, but they only have two tickets. No, I know. Because they, because there were only like, I don't know, how big is that theater? Uh, hundred three fifty or something. No. I'm really bad. Oh I don't know God. how many seats are in anything. There's probably three hundred seats in that oh. theater. Well, twice what I said, <laughs> but still, that's like, you know, a third of a like moderately yeah, sized yeah. Broadway house. Well, all of a sudden, I would love to see Hamilton again immediately. Yeah. Um, Please give us tickets. Yeah. <laughs> we liked it. I, we'll one like of my it friends, again, I'm sure. non-theater person the other day texted me and was just like, I want to see Hamilton. How do I get tickets? And I was like, um, fucking say a prayer? Like, I don't <laughs> know what to tell you. I was like, I think I texted him back and was like, buy full price tickets for a year from now. Yeah. That's my best advice. Yep. Because that's all you got. Yep. And if you want, like, if you, if you're like, "Mm, I really want to see Hamilton, maybe I could see it, you know, like sometime soon. No, buy tickets now for, and you'll see it in a year. A long time from now. You'll see it. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I haven't actually looked at tickets. I don't know if it's really that um, serious, but yeah, they heard they opened up a whole new block of tickets. Like already they hasn't even started. They opened up a new block. Yeah. Come on. I know. Get those tickets if you want to see it anytime yeah. in the near future. Yeah. Stand in that cancellation I wonder, line. I haven't looked up prices. I wonder what the cheap, quote unquote, cheap tickets Richard are. Rogers. Probably like 70. Yeah. For that show like already. 70 rear yeah. maz. Oh, yeah. That theater. It's not great in the rear maz. What did we see there? Is that where we saw If Then? Yes. Okay. I mean, <laughs> from there, I knew that that's where If Then was, right. but that's where we were for that. What else did we see there? Oh, we saw In the Heights there. I guess but I don't we were remember front seeing mez. If Then from the rear mez because I remember seeing If Then from the comp, the, right. the press seats. That yeah. Were good seats. That I didn't get I'm to so use. Sorry. That's well, all right. you know, it happens. Yeah. have seen a lot of things. True, true, true. I haven't been able to see all the fancy press tickets. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, no, yeah, that's... I'm not going to say don't pay for what, however much they're worth. I mean, if you but, can afford it, do it. But that theater from the back's not great. Wait, what were you saying, Richard? I'm not. I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying it's not worth it. Listen, just if you like have a heads money, up. Buy those nice seats. Oh well, yeah, that's what you're saying, but that's not what I'm saying because I don't think the people who are listening to our podcast have that money. <laughs> well, you don't know. You're right. That's why I said I think, not I know. <laughs> well. <laughs> Like that judge on um, The Good Wife. Oh, in my, in opinion, my opinion, isn't it Anna, Anna Gasteyer? Yes, it is. In my opinion, jeez. Oh, in my opinion, the people who are listening to our podcast are just as poor as us. Oof. Yeah, income inequality, you guys. <laughs> Broadway. What were well, we I mean about? Hamilton. Hamilton. I'm talking about the shows that were closing. I would today. really fucking like to see that show again. Yeah, I'm like, sure we will. At I know some we point. will, but I'm like, I want to see it again now. Yeah, that would be a fun thing to do standing room for, like we did for the Book of Mormon day. It was crazy. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if I want to do another one of those days. That was a lot. Well, we purposefully did I it know. that way. We could have, if we had shown up a little earlier, we would have been there for the. That we would have because we were we would have gotten just, the matinee tickets, yeah. right? We were like, and just then the we would have ruined our video because we were even right. like, what if we get matinee tickets? Video, we ruined. should let someone go ahead of us. Right. Well, it all worked <laughs> out for comedy. Yeah, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> oh my god, I just have to say that when I when Nick and I got to Leslie's today, 
We get there. Last week, she did a concert like in Michigan or mm. something like that. Yeah. And she sang to find gravity. And she, you know, she was like, what do you guys, I don't know, how have you been, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I sang Defying Gravity. And I was like, that's cool. Can you sing that right now? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not singing Defying Gravity yeah. to me right now? She did not. I'll ask she you like laughed at you. Yeah, she laughed at me. Like I was joking. <laughs> like I was joking yeah. about her singing Defying Gravity joking. right now in the kitchen at 11 a.m. <clears throat> Please do it. Go. We don't joke about Defying Gravity. Definitely not. No. Oh, my God. I need to hear that. She'll, she'll just she'll kill it. Oh. <gasps> Kill it. She'll just chew that. Song yeah, I want to know what her run is, and be like nobody else. Because she's not going to do the Adina run. No, of course Because she's Leslie. She'll do her own run. I want to know what it is. I would really. I'll. Um. I'll keep pressing this issue. Mm. <laughs> well, another thing happened this week. Wait, we didn't talk about living on love. Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> living on love. Douglas Sills. Douglas Sills. I'm really upset. I mean, I'm really upset about Heidi. I'm really upset about living on love. It sucks. And I saw both of them recently. Yeah. And was really happy that I went back to for another dose for of both shows. Just damn it. Living on Love is so funny. Really funny. Douglas Sills is serious, fantastic. I wonder why I don't understand <laughs> what? Just that it. I don't know. That's it. I wonder why I don't understand. <laughs> just everything? No, not really. But I feel like these shows that they just don't find an audience. It's not that the people that are seeing them don't like the show. Sure, absolutely. The which audience is so was frustrating it. to me. Well, I think, I mean, I don't know. Uh, with how packed this season's been and everything that's been going on, it seemed like this show was banking on Renee, Renee Fleming. Fleming. Sure. And the, the opera people showing up. And I have to say, when I went back this week i went on like thursday or something and i bought on today ticks for a, the rear mez and the, the mezzanine i mean not the mez i'm sorry the balcony the rear balcony the balcony had there was maybe 30 of us up there Woof. um and i don't know how many seats that balcony is but i would guess 150 maybe 200 Maybe not that many. So I would I probably be like, there were 70. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, I think there was 50 seats up there. I think there was like 50 seats. I mean, maybe I'm exaggerating. Um, but I would guess that there's probably between 150 and maybe mm-hmm. 200 seats up there. Well, we were up there, right, for first date. We were, were yeah. we in the mess or the balcony? I don't remember. We were, I think, you know, we were pretty high up. So, yeah. and it's a fairly. But it's not a bad view. Yeah, yeah. The no, not at all. The seats fine. But it was quite empty. And I was like, okay, I'll move down an intermission. No problem. Um, and it was a totally fine, perfect mm-hmm. view. I, I, the usher let was like, sit wherever you want. Um, <laughs> oh, so I was sitting in move. the third row dead center yeah. of the balcony and there like the first and second row were pretty much full. And there was this older couple sitting in the front row of the balcony who didn't like, they kept turning or I know I have a loud laugh. Okay. Yeah. I know I have a loud yeah. laugh, but the show's a comedy. Yeah. And you know how sometimes, like, like if you're, like, watching a really funny movie, like, alone, you know, you're not going to laugh vocally as much as you would sure. if you were with other people. Yeah. And the balcony was sort of like, there wasn't that many of us up there. Me and, like, this woman behind us were both like, I am going to vocally enjoy this show. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, you know internally enjoy it and i don't know if everyone else like didn't like it or whatever but wasn't having like vocal reactions to it mm-hmm. laughing out loud i was this other one you know a few other people were 
And this couple, two seats in front of me, kept turning around, giving me dirty looks when I would laugh. And I wanted to shout down and be like, it's a fucking comedy, you guys. It's a comedy and I'm laughing. I'm not disturbing you. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. I was so angry and I just, <sighs> maybe I'm projecting, but I was like... Y'all some old ass opera motherfuckers who came to see Renee Fleming and you don't realize that you're seeing a play right now. Maybe. Oh, it made me so angry. Like, like so many times that old, that woman turned around and gave me this dirty look. And I was like, like I would, some Douglas Sills would do something funny and I would be like, ha 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 ha. And then she turned <laughs> That's around what your and give me a fucking like. dirty, like I was, it was no, so I infuriating I that I was like, it happens to you all the time. Ugh. Bullshit. I'm it's not talking. Dumb. I know. I'm not using my fucking phone. I'm enjoying the show that I'm seeing. Yeah. Do you remember there was a guy when we were doing improv who oh wait, no, never mind. This is a guy from my college. I'm conflating cool. all the people I know. I know. <laughs> but like he was a, a good laugher in that he laughed a lot at funny things. <laughs> yeah. But his laugh was like it almost killed me. <coughs> but like you also can't be mad at that because right. that's just how he fucking laughs. Right. And at the same time, he's like enjoying what you're doing. So he's laughing. Right. I, I think I have, although loud, a pleasant laugh. People say I have a nice, joyous laugh. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a fine you're laugh. You're good to have at a comedy show. <sighs> because, because of how loud your laugh is, if you're the only one laughing, it sounds like five <laughs> people are laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever everybody can fuck everybody fuck those old people made me so angry i was really enjoying the show and them judging being, you ju- being annoyed yeah. with me was detrimental to my enjoyment sure. of the show yeah but whatever That's suckers because i moved down to the fourth row in the orchestra <laughs> at intermission yeah i bet douglas Sells really enjoyed hearing you laugh so he did i laughed very loud so fuck i yelled them. bravo at him yes i just want everyone to be okay with seeing a, a dramatic musical and a comedic play yeah you know what i mean yes yeah what the fuck, everybody? That's all. Feminism is not dead. No. Feminism is alive it's relevant. and relevant. And doing well. Yeah. And you can shut your fucking chauvinist face if you don't agree with me. If you shut your chauvinist face, then maybe you won't ruin all things all the time because you just won't be saying anything. Yeah. That would be nice. So. Oh, man. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. So this week, Tuesday morning, <laughs> Tony nominations came out. Yeah, Tony's. <laughs> Can't even fake it, guys. I know. Emily's over the Tonys. I'm over it. I am legitimately, I think last year I pretended that I was over the Tonys, mm-hmm. but I definitely wasn't over the Tonys. This year, I, I like slept in until like 11. I didn't, last year I like woke up I don't at know 6 a.m. and I was like, anymore. oh, Tonys. And I like slept in. I pulled it up on my phone after I got up and scrolled through them and was like, yeah, that's about what I thought. I can't even like... Like I can't, I'm at the point now where I can't, I'm, I'm so jaded by it mm-hmm. that I can't even be happy about Fun Home getting 12 nominations. Like I'm not not happy about it. I'm just indifferent to the mm-hmm. entire thing because it's all bullshit to me. So, but I'm really glad that they gave them a boost at the box office. Yeah. That's what the they Tonys broke are a record. good for. Like that's what we, you know, unfortunately we need the Tonys for bullshit like that. Like 
people signing to go see a fucking show like mm-hmm. and that's that's why i hate it so much like but, it, it makes me happy that fun home is doing well now because it has tony nominations like doing more well than it was mm-hmm. that's great and that's really positive but it's bullshit that you have to have those nominations not necessarily well but not in, necessarily that's what i was times, gonna say you have to have or you're banking on people are banking on getting those nominations or the show closes. I think that's definitely true. But then you also have shows like the Adams family or for example, finding Neverland this year that I don't think is going to get sure. hit by not getting any nominations. Yeah. So if the shows that I love mm-hmm. could um, do that and that'd be great. Do what? Um, run without getting nominations. Oh, well the, problem is that they weren't doing well before the nominations if we could just destroy (laughs) the competitive (laughs) awards structure of the arts that we enjoy and go see things because we heard they were good from a reliable source that is not some random spooky organization of 800 (laughs) people that you don't know who they are who actually went to go see the tickets i mean see the shows on those tickets that'd be nice I just can't. I can't. I don't know what to say. I don't know either. Well, how was your Tony morning? My Tony morning was fine. I got really excited about all the Allisons mm-hmm. and Judy Kuhn. I still like the Tonys. I've always understood they were flawed and bullshit in some respect. And that's part of the package. I don't know. It makes me so angry. It's just, it's all, it's all bullshit. I think the way that the voting is now, especially because it's all producers, is exceptionally bullshitty. Yeah. I don't think it always was, but sure. no, I back also, in the day before it was televised, the Tonys were like, what up, motherfuckers? We do what we want because we love theater. Mm-hmm. And then they started being televised, and I think that's where it, went all, it all went downhill. Well, nationally, you mean? Yeah. Because when it was on PBS. Sure, 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 sure. When it went to CBS. Yeah. So basically, I hate CBS, but thanks well, for the good it's not CBS's wife. fault. I mean, listen. I don't know who specifically to blame. <laughs> I'm fine with blaming CBS, the entity, okay. or whoever is so fucking paranoid about getting ad revenue from having a big celebrity. I think they're just very naive because yeah, they're try- not like, getting you know the numbers that they like? want to get. like stop trying to make Fetch happen. Every year, every year, I'm yeah. going to be like, guys... Stop trying to make someone that loves the Kardashians and doesn't know anything about theater watch, watch the, the Tonys. Tonys. Yeah, I'm with you on Market that. Market the fucking Tonys to people that will watch the Tonys or people that like, like, I feel like there's like the inner circle of ever, the people that will watch the Tonys no matter what. Mm-hmm. Then there's this outer circle of people who might watch the Tonys depending on what's going on. Yeah. And then there's the outer circle of people that will never fucking watch yeah. the Tonys. And I feel like every year they're trying to market to the, the people that outer will circle. never fucking yeah. watch the Tonys as opposed to marketing to the Maybe. middle circle mm-hmm. of the maybes. Yeah. What the f- like it infuriates me. I don't understand who the fuck is making. Do you know what? I think you there. should just be happy that they keep doing that because it's going to continue to not work, and they're going to have to refigure something out. They're going what, to have why, to. What, it hasn't been working, and that's what I'm saying. It. I know, but eventually they're going to realize that it's I'm actually not, not making smart. money for them. So maybe it will go back to PBS if the Tonys were on PBS. I would fucking love it. It would be so much better. I mean, I don't disagree with you. It would be so much better yeah. if it was on PBS. Yeah. Like you could just have Judith Light hosted every year. <laughs> like all anyone would talk about it. I love Judith Light. Theater. I don't know. I still want an entertaining host. <laughs> I don't know. She would be a great host. Beth Lovell hosts a Tony I mean, every fucking year. And it's on 
fucking PBS and they still give out nonsense awards like adding luster to the Broadway well, sure. season and enthusiastic first nighters yes. and like all that nonsense and they give out a fucking award for sound design well, and yeah. special theatrical event and like <sighs> contact. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel I don't I really I don't want to like get into like hashing down like this got nominated and this and all. Yeah. I honestly do feel like American in Paris is the contact of this season. Uh, I didn't see contact, but it certainly is a musical. What? American in Paris is certainly a musical. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, don't think it's like so much not a musical that it's a danceical, you know. Yeah. It's not come fly with. It's not come fly fly away. I mean, we didn't see that show. Well, that's true. And we didn't see contact. But from what we've heard. It's not. It's in my life. It has more of musical elements than those shows from what we understand. Mm -hmm. But still to me, I'm like, I was really like, I was really shocked that it was nominated for best musical. Well, I was, I guess I wasn't shocked it was nominated for best musical because I'm not surprised they consider it a musical, but I didn't know that it was going to be as recognized as it was. Right. Yeah. I wasn't expecting Cause I can usually see that coming even if I don't agree with it. Right. You know what I mean? I never agree with the Tonys. I mean, I do sometimes. Yeah, sure. That's what, you know, I don't like that attitude of being like, Angry, angry, angry. Oh, but the person I won, won. Now I'm happy, happy, happy. Oh, the thing I didn't, you know, like. Yeah. If I think the Tonys are bullshit, I think the Tonys are bullshit all the time. Regardless of 12 Fun Home nominations. Yeah. You know, it's all bullshit. I can't wait to watch. June 7th. (laughs) But Kristen and Alan are hosting. Yeah. That's like bizarre. It is strange. Like (laughs) exciting. And I'm not saying that that's not a good pair. Yeah. Like that's a good mashup. Yeah. Of humans and like I'm sure they're going to be really great and really funny but it is just like laughably absurd to me that I'm like you really can't have a woman host by herself can you? Mm. You really you can't do that. Rosie O'Donnell hosted it for like a million years. When? In the 90s. No I'm not saying she didn't do it. I'm saying when was that? Oh in the 90s? How long ago was that? 20 years? Well, I'm just saying that it happened. You said that as if it hadn't sure, sure, happened. Sure, sure. No, all. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. Okay. I'm just saying also, in the last, so did like, Whoopi Goldberg. Sure, but when was the last time a woman hosted the Tonys? I don't know. When was the last time a black person hosted the Tonys? Whoopi Goldberg right. for both of those sure. things. Great. So when was that? I don't know. Years ago. I'm just saying. Okay. White men. Yeah. Go away. That's all I'm saying. White men, go <laughs> away. Go away. We don't want you. Emily doesn't want you. I don't want you here. It's just frustrating. I understand that. Also, if they don't sing something from Annie, I'm going to be super <laughs> well, Yeah, they got to sing Easy Street. They fucking better. They got to sing Easy Street. They better. Who's going to be also, there? Also, like, don't you remember when Chris Is Kathy Chenoweth- Bates going to come out and be That'd there? Be great. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do Miss it. Again? Right? Wasn't well, she? Well, if the Tonys now are like, they're not about, you know, celebrating the season. They're still celebrating whoever's got money. So if that Annie tour wants to chip in some shit, hmm. go. Do it. Promote Annie. Why not? Hmm. Who's got the money? Too bad that Duck Dynasty musical is closing or they could have been on the Tonys. Oh, man. I, like, read that and was, like, so many questions. I started reading the article that, um, where, like, Jeff Calhoun was talking about why, as a gay man, he was involved in the project. And I I stopped. It didn't make me angry. I just sort of was like... What did he say? He was just like, it's a story that I was really interested in telling it didn't there was like money there's no yeah there was no like 
it wasn't offensive to me, but it it didn't make me care to read the rest of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sounds I was like, like okay, they I'm named a the price that he was comfortable with. Yeah. Great. Uh, well, it closed. Yeah. Because people who like Duck Dynasty apparently do not like musical theater. Oh, shocking. Wow, nobody could have seen that one coming. Or people who are like in Las Vegas for sex and gambling aren't there to see a musical about a super Christian family who sells duck calls. Is that what they do? Yeah, that's what they hunted. No, no, no. They made their riches on duck, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to do duck like call. That's the worst though. thing I've ever done. But they don't hunt themselves. I mean, sure they do. I'm sure they do. Oh, but that's I, not. I mean, I've never watched this show. I've never watched it either. But uh, I learned that over the years. I thought that they were like. I mean, I based purely by the photographs I saw of them. I assumed mm-hmm. they were a family. They that also lived didn't in the used boonies. to look like that before they got a TV show. Right. They looked like normal people. M- yeah. yeah, upper middle class. Right. Khakis I thought and button downs, and that that I thought it was like they um, may have gotten. Oh no, no, it's not like you know ha- hillbilly hand fishing. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> Hill, is that a real show? Yes. Hillbilly hand fishing? <laughs> the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding what the you. The fuck is that? It's a show about it's a TV show. Hillbilly's hand fishing. I don't the, know. I've never watched you just it. Stick your hand in the water. You grab, yeah, a, grab fish? a fish. What the? What fucking network is on? Um, I don't know. Um, maybe history or any one of those. What the fuck? I saw a commercial for a show the other day that I was shocked to know was a real thing called Naked and Alive. Oh yeah, that's Naked and Alone. Naked and Alone. No, Naked and Afraid. Naked and Afraid. (laughs) Naked and Afraid. And I was like, I thought I was like on acid. Let's turn it into a musical. Is this? What is this shit? You, you know, it's so bizarre because I feel like all I, I all I ever want to do if people are like, nah, trash TV, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, we're living in the golden era of television, The Good Wife. You know? Yeah. Like I, and then I find out that there's things like this that exist. And then, and then you want to like, watch it. What? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Then I'm like, how can we have be living in a golden era of television where we're producing such fucking superb television mm-hmm. and also such utter and complete garbage? Because we have so many channels that you can. And also it, those sh- kinds of shows are so cheap to produce. I wonder... If you don't even have to pay for costumes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zing. I wonder if, um, like, in the golden age of musicals or whatever, <sighs> like, I guess it makes me wonder how many really bad musicals opened like, the and closed thing. in the 1950s. So we many, I'm sure. About. Well, yeah. they, the, the turnover was faster. Right. So probably a lot that we don't even know about. We could ask Jen Tepper about that. <laughs> she would probably let us know. Yeah. Because it wasn't really until a chorus line that anything ran for years and years and years. Yeah. So, yeah. Like My Fair Lady, I think, was the longest running before a chorus line, and that was maybe two years or something. It's not mm, long. It might have been like longer five. than that. but um, only I only say that because the in the top of my brain, I was thinking about when Ethel Merman was doing Annie Get Your Gun. She had done it for two years, and she was like, oh. um, I want vacation. 
<laughs> and they were like, okay, okay, fine. You've done it for two years. Take like a month vacation. And she went on her vacation and like a week later they called her and was like, Ethel, if you don't come back right now, we have to close the show because nobody is buying tickets because you're not in it. So she canceled her vacation. See, and she guys, this isn't a stunt casting is not a new thing <laughs> or like star casting. It's just that we don't have Ethel Merman musical theater stars anymore. Not saying we shouldn't, but that shit still existed. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I don't know. That's it's just one of those things where people are like, "Why do we? Why are we always so obsessed with well, celebrity these know. days?" That's dumb. But it's we always are. You know. Yeah. Well, no. Completely. We've always been obsessed with celebrity guys. Come on, Chicago. Come on. It's the twenties. I'm looking up how long My Fair Lady ran. It ran for six years. Nice. Yeah. About six and a half. And what year was that? It opened on March fifteenth, in nineteen fifty six, and transferred to the Broadhurst and then the Broadway what was it in Theater. First? Oh, it was in the Mark Hellinger. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then it closed on September 29th, 1962. Interesting. Yeah, it was the record at the time. That's a nice run. Six yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling, well, it's just. Is so that longer than the producers? Didn't the producers only run for like five years? I don't remember. Like out of like principle or whatever. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. I saw it when it was not, still hot ticket, but not as hot a ticket. mm I saw it in um, two, 2004, mm. I think. I think it did like the Seinfeld thing where it was like, we're going out on top. Did it? It certainly didn't like struggle. Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know anything about the history of mm. um, the producer's mm. uh, ticket sales. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I only know that because it was like, everyone was like, what? Oh, because Cause it was still be doing pretty well, yet. and because Mel Brooks really wants all the money all the time. Yeah, that's interesting. That's but a, I think he a, was like, I have other shows in the pipeline. Sure, sure, sure. So, wow. and they were going to do the movie, which did great. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I saw it in theaters. I think it's on Netflix, so I should watch it. Um, I remember enjoying it, enjoying that. I, w- I should go back and watch it for the cameos, for the Broadway cameos. Oh, yeah. Just like you, have you seen Enchanted recently? Not recently. Do you know that Judy Kuhn is in it? Judy Kuhn is in it? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's who? She, I can't remember, but it's like all, like all of the Disney, Disney ladies are in it. Fuck, I gotta like, watch that. I'm watch Paige that O'Hara, I believe, is in it oh too. God. can I just talk, can we just... Can we just talk about how much we love Judy Kuhn? Yeah. Because I fucking love We can her. always oh talk god, about I love how Judy much Kuhn we love so Judy Kuhn. I love her so much. Oh my god. This I have to say, God bless Playbill because they had that amazing photo booth set up at oh, the press that, meet and greet yes, for the Tonys. absolutely. That provided us with all those amazing, wonderful pictures of everybody with those funny signs and those hats and the great stuff and Judy Kuhn being like, I was on SVU. Adorable. Wonderful. Ugh. Loved every moment of it. Great idea, Playbill. Yeah. Wonderful. Producers ran for six years. Six years. Yeah. I wonder what it... Well, it's interesting because like, okay, so when I was at Living on Love this week, mm-hmm. I was up in the balcony with, you know, my 10 friends and the woman Ooh. sitting behind me who was the, the woman, other woman I think was laughing. Um, wait, first of all, 
Yes. Before the show started, she was talking with the usher and her and the usher were chatting and I just tuned into their conversation when she was like, oh yeah, it's closing. Finally. Oh. They were talking about Mamma Mia. Oh. Not about living on love, obviously. <laughs> finally. Rude. No, 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 no. They were talking about Mamma Mia. And the woman was like, finally. I'm so proud to say I never saw it. Well, I heard a couple of the songs and it was awful and you tweeted filled that. with such rage because how could you possibly listen to an ABBA song and not understand the beautiful 19 that just it's so it's so beautiful I love that music so much it's great pop music I mean even I mean unless you just hate fun things or yeah basically oh it's like since you've been gone. It's like even if you hate pop music, even if you like only exclusively listen to heavy metal or like screamo, <laughs> you're like, that's a great song. Great fucking song. That's a great, great pop record. Song. I'm sorry, but ABBA, ABBA Gold? ABBA Gold. It's the best album. Whatever. So I hated that woman for saying that. Because How old was she? Was um, she, do you think, an opera snob or something? No, but if she's talking about Mamma Mia, I don't she wouldn't, know. I feel she, like you wouldn't care. She was um, um probably in like her maybe her late forties or something. I don't know. But she like and then at so intermission, she grew up in the seventies. What's wrong with her? I don't know. At intermission, she was laughing all the way through the first act. At intermission, when I was walk, you know, leaving to mm-hmm. move downstairs, and she was talking to the usher, and she was like, "This show should not be closing. It should not be closing. It's really funny." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah," but it was just interesting that she had. I don't I don't know why like I don't understand her being like I'm proud that I never saw Mamma Mia because I'm not like I'm so proud that I didn't see Bullets Over Broadway because I hate Woody Allen like I'm not proud that I just I just didn't yeah I didn't because it was against my principles so yeah I didn't. so I guess I'm well there's no proud of myself for well sticking to sure my principles, that but I was gonna say that's a good reason actually like that's something you could be proud of it's like if if I were oh god I don't even know like oh the fact that we haven't seen Jersey Boys yet I'm not proud I haven't right. purposefully avoided right. seeing Jersey Boys I just haven't seen it because there are so many fucking shows right. to see before I see a show that's been running since 2005. Right. And I don't think is going anywhere for a bit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But and I don't like, like people singing along. And I'm just, like, I can't, I just, I mean, like, clearly, like, a human fundamental difference. Well, right. Woman. Yeah. <laughs> there are many, unfor- there's, like, many people that feel that way. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Why, like, it's like people don't who are see so it if you don't want to see it. They've never seen, like, a, like, Star Wars. And you're like, <laughs> I've never seen Star Wars. And you're like, how unfortunate. Great films. Yeah. Great Or great like, if that's not your kind of movie, then okay. Right. You don't have to... I don't, I don't understand being proud of not participating in something that is um, accepted to be a cultural phenomenon. It's because you want to be other. Yeah. That's dumb. I... Uh, yeah. You know... <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about that. Yeah. People who are not another who oh, are trying sure. to be another. Yeah. And, and as also a person over, who considers themselves an other, sure. go fuck yourself. Well, and over something fucking stupid. Like, something I didn't stupid. see Mama Mia. <laughs> like all you uh, other sheep. So hipster. You know, so it's hipster. like that sheep How thing. could you not love ABBA? ABBA music <sighs> is like the best music. It's the I best. Mean, Whenever I'm like, Gee, what do I want to listen to? I really don't know. I don't know what I feel like listening to. Always ABBA. I can always turn on ABBA and shit. Everything's good. 
every they don't they've never written a bad song. Can you think of a, an ABBA song that isn't um, perfect? There is a song I'm trying to remember. <laughs> There's like one that I always skip. Let me pull up my ABBA Gold. There's here. one song on ABBA Gold that I skipped, but that's because somewhere in a transfer for when I first had that album, like like ten years ago or something, it has a skip in it. Mm. So I I skip that track because it, it skips about one minute into the song. Oh, but otherwise every song is gold. Have a gold. Ha, 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 ha. That's why it's called that. Yeah, because they're gold hits. Oh, does your mother know? I don't. I really? don't really like that song. I mean, yeah. I'm not. It's not my favorite, but I I wouldn't kick it out of bed. <laughs> I wouldn't kick any ABBA song out of bed. But again, that's not. It's not like if I if someone was like, you can only ever listen to "Does Your Mother Know" by ABBA. I wouldn't be like, no. <laughs> that for me would be Mbop. Ah, and shoot myself in the head before I for let me, that happen. It would be Tom Waits. <laughs> Anything Tom waits. I mean, there's a lot, but I guess I was thinking like pop. Oh, I'm sorry. That but, was just Tom Waits is the only well, music voice. artist that I can think of that is like nails chalkboard mm. for me because I'm pretty like from working in a coffee shop for the last like eight years of my life. Yeah, I can pretty a lot much of Tom Waits. go with whatever music is happening besides Tom Waits. Yeah. Big, I had a coworker at a coffee shop a few years ago who loved Tom Waits and would put Tom Waits on for like a whole shift. And I, and since then, no, no Were you lights. like, I'm going to put on Ethel Merman's disco album I once, for a whole shift? I once put on at this shop, I, I put on Barbara Streisand. I put on a Barbara Streisand album, like a nice 60s album. You yeah. Know? Her early work. And I, my the owner told me to change it and said that it wasn't appropriate music for the store. And I was like, how do you think that Barbara Streisand music is an appropriate coffee shop music? That's your that stupid. Makes no sense. You're stupid. You're of stupid. course it is. It's Barbara. I mean, Barbara a Streisand cast album a I could kind of understand just because that. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, like I you listen even, to it. Even I wouldn't necessarily choose to put on a cast recording. Sometimes I'll put them on, but even when I'm because a ninety nine percent of the time I won't put a cast recording on because I don't want to deal with people and their reaction <laughs> to it. That yep. because it cre- like it creates a lot of conversation and it's not conversations I want to have with yeah. people. I have one coworker who's also a musical theater person. And when we work together, we will put on ragtime and we will sing along and that will be the shift. And it's fucking great. But for the most part, I won't even try to play cast recordings because all anyone else is like, what are you playing? And like people yeah. get weird about it. I forget where I was going with this. I had a point. Uh, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand is fantastic coffee shop music. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? I like, don't disagree. I think I was playing like, what's that, that, that like Lazy Afternoon album she has, which was like early 70s, I think. But like, I mean, that coffee shop was the worst job I've ever had. So yeah. unsurprising that we yeah. have music problems. But anyway, I hate Tom Waits. I love ABBA. Uh-huh. And I hope we get to go to Closing a Mamma Mia. We should try and make that happen. Oh, yeah. When is that? It's in September. It's like a long September fifth, I think. That's far from Something now. like that. All right. Alice Ripley and Emily Fucking Skinner are doing a fucking concert together in where is it? Fire Island. No, no, no. Provincetown. Provincetown. Same difference. Gay, 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 gay. And I have a <laughs> ticket to it, and I'm going to be there September first or second. Actually, I don't remember. Mm. They're doing one show on the first and one on the second. I don't remember which one I bought a ticket to. I should probably should have just bought one to both. Right? 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 <laughs> I'm so excited. I've never been to Provincetown. Provincetown? Yes. P-Town. P-Town. And I love Alice Ripley and I love Emily Skinner and they have not sung together in a long time. Yeah. 
long time. Besides maybe maybe like a benefit concert that they got roped into along the lines, I don't know that they have done something together since Town Hall, Raw, Live, whatever that album's called. Raw, Raw Town I think. Hall. So like 10 years ago. I'm very excited. So that's happening. We have like gone so many places, which yeah. is fine. We were talking about the Tony nominations. That's true, that's true. And got here. And now we're here. And now we're here. Well, on Wednesday we saw The Visit, so we will be doing a review for that coming up in the coming week. Look out for that. Um, I finally saw On the 20th Century Thursday, so at some point we'll be doing a review. We're not sure. Emily saw it a while ago, so she wants... I really feel like I really need to see it again. Mm -hmm. I have... Saw so many shows. Yeah. And now it's scrambled your brain. And it's completely scrambled my brain. And I have only like the faintest of I am like remembering on the 20th century, which I saw like, I don't know, two months ago. Yeah. I'm remembering it like shows that I saw five years ago. <laughs> like I remember nothing. And I feel like I and I saw it in, like I feel obligated to mm. see it again, although it's a bit of a hot ticket. Yeah. So, um I, I don't feel in, like I can in good faith review this show right now with the memory of it that I have. Yeah. So give us tickets roundabout. <laughs> have a blogger night. Yeah, have a blogger night. But Patrick Page seemed to be really enjoying it. He was sitting with you? <laughs> he wasn't sitting with me. I was in one of the boxes, so I could like oh, see look down out. Into the orchestra? I could see oh, see into the orchestra thing. and I was in the I was on the orchestra level box, but still, you know, you're a little higher. And so I was watching people walk in and I was like, Oh, there's Patrick Page and Page Page. And they sat next to each other. They switched Beautiful. seats and intermission. Beautiful. Maybe she was sitting behind a tall guy. I don't know. And they just Did really they seem seemed like to enjoy it. it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Great. Every now and then I would just glance over. We should produce a concert that's like the like Broadway power couples. Oh my god. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, and we could get them. We could get Audra and Will. And we Andy get, like, and Orfe. Aaron and Nihal. And yeah, wait, who did you say? Andy and Orfe. Orfe. Yes. Yeah. Hunter and Jen. Yes. Oh my God. Come on, you guys. They could just all sing Broadway duets. Yeah. Like power duets. Yes. Oh, who gets to sing All the Wasted Time? Oh, well. Ooh, you know, mm, Stephanie and Sebastian should also sing oh, the concert. Oh, yeah. I just thought of that. They could do that. I was thinking she that. really wants to do that, that show, which is never going to happen. No. Oh, Graham and Kate. <gasps> they should sing that. They yeah. should sing All the Wasted Time. I don't know time. what his range is. Me either. Because we only saw him in night music. Right. And the Mamma Mia. he's kind of, that's true. We're going to see him in Bells Are Ringing this summer. Yes, I'm so excited. Me too. We <gasps> should figure out when we're going. We should. Can't wait. Everybody come come to the Berkshires and see Kate Baldwin yeah. in Bells Are Ringing. <laughs> if you missed, you know, Kelly O'Hara doing it at City Center, now's your chance. Yeah. See fucking Kate Baldwin. Here hey, Kate Baldwin, happy birthday. It was Kate Baldwin's birthday on Saturday. Yes, it yesterday. was Kate Baldwin's Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Kate Baldwin. Happy birthday, girl. Really exciting. So Friday, we saw a one-woman play at Theater Lab called True Believer. It was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> that makes it sound like I didn't like it. I did like it. <laughs> well, it's a play. Interesting is code for... Like, here's the thing. The problem with the word interesting, actually, is that sometimes I use interesting... Because something was legitimately interesting. And sometimes I say interesting when I hated it. You know? If I hated a show or I like just didn't, not hated, but like just didn't understand and like the show went over my head and I was like, 
I mean, it was interesting. Well, yeah, you have to listen to how you say interesting yeah. because you'd be like, that was interesting. <laughs> or like, it was interesting. It was interesting. You know? This was legitimately interesting, good, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was, had a good sense of humor to it. Um, Which was interesting, again, right. <laughs> because it was a pretty heavy subject. Yeah, but I liked the way the the little joke lines she had in there. She passed out beers at one point. And yeah, it was like no, you know, one guy opened it, and then she was like, "The beers are for drinking. You can drink them." It was funny. So it's a play written by Asa Merritt, and as we said, it's a one woman show. So it was performed by Kirsty Bryan, who was fantastic. Fantastic, really great. Really enjoyed her. Yeah, I thought she was great. It was like so. <clears throat> It wasn't interactive, but as you said, she passed out beers. Right. Like we were sort, it was like it was she was telling us the story. Intimate. It was in like a, yeah. like what I would have thought was like a rehearsal space. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was maybe 20 seats. Yeah. Um, and like the first thing that when she like made her entrance, she came in and she sat down, there was a desk in the middle of the room and like all these papers covering the floor around it. She sat down on the desk and she made eye contact with every single person in the room. Like, without saying, she came, she sat down, and she and then she proceeded to make eye contact with every single person in the room and then started the show. Yeah. So it was an incredible, and she was making eye contact, and it wasn't, like, it was great. Like, it felt really intimate. It felt, although it ha- was theatrical, it f- had the feel of a friend telling you a story. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it felt like she was like, I have to tell you this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to tell you about this thing I mm-hmm. did. And it was a really, it was a great story and and fascinating. I mean, I don't want to go too far into the plot because we didn't really know anything about it. And it was interesting to discover with her what happened. But I think the basic story is that this woman was a want-to-be journalist. She Mm -hmm. was working as a nanny. She was inspired to go to Egypt um, by the Egyptian uprising and specifically the um, image of the man setting himself on fire in Tunisia. And it just sort of follows her journey from there. And it was written, Asa Merritt is a journalism major. So, but I know one of the things that you were curious about was what, if any of it was true, especially at the beginning. Well, also because I didn't, read carefully enough about the show beforehand so i went in completely blind and was like assumed in this because of the style in which it was presented that the woman that was performing it had written it and that it was a true story and then there were parts of it that i was like what this can't be true i don't think this is true yeah but i'm so confused um but i in retrospect like like there was things that i had critiques because of the perception I had. And mm-hmm. then once I corrected my perception, I was like, I had much more positive feelings. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. there were some parts that I was like, Oh, this girl's being so self-indulgent. <laughs> and then when I was like, Oh, it's not her. She's playing a character. And then I was like, yeah. yeah, no, that's perfect for that character Yeah, because that character is self-indulgent. Right. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. It was really well written. It was excellent. And it runs through May 9th, so you still have time to see it yeah. at Theater Lab. You might get a free beer in the show. Yeah, I got a free beer. A beer. It's true. For a suggested she donation. She specifically was handing out beers to those that did not have beers. Right. Because she almost handed one to the guy sitting next to me, but then she saw that he had a beer, and then she handed it to me, and then I handed it to you because yeah. I don't drink. Yeah, it was great, though. You should go see it. And it was the first time we saw anything at that space. Yeah, so. it was great. 
It's definitely somewhere I would go back. Yeah, absolutely. I had a night of culture last night at Classic Stage Company. <laughs> night of culture. <laughs> That's funny. Well, how else do you describe seeing Shakespeare. a Shakespearean oh, tragedy? Oh, God, I hate Shakespeare. That's how I say, <laughs> how I describe seeing Shakespeare. I really hate Shakespeare. Uh, those were the only lyrics I remember. Um, yeah, I mean, How was they say Omelette that a bunch of times. Omelette the play was good. I mean, it was the first time I had seen Hamlet. I honestly, I thought I had studied it in AP English, but I don't know if it was one of the ones that we studied. And I think I mean, what I... have seen The Lion King. Well, I think what I knew about it is just culturally what everyone pretty much knows about it. And I was like, God damn, if there aren't so many lines from this show huh. that, that are like so you know, common now, which is crazy, especially from that specific show. I feel like that That, and Romeo and Juliet mm -hmm. are the ones that really, really are quoted. Yeah, Zingers. The play is the thing. Like was so funny. One of the the parts that I enjoyed about Something Rotten was some of those parts where he like, where the Nigel's had a line and then, and, uh, Christian Borrell would be like, oh, it's so cliche. <laughs> Everybody says that. And it was like yeah. literally the first time anyone had ever yeah, said it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first time anyone wrote it down and published it in a play. Yeah. But I thought it was good. I don't understand doing Shakespeare in any sort of modern setting unless you're going to modern actually dress? do it. It was just modern dress, but they still had swords. What about the set? And the, the set, set is like modern. Yeah, but like not like there was no reason. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They didn't do anything aside from just put them in modern dress and have like a yeah. modern yeah, I don't beautiful know wedding set. Like they have this floral yeah, it's really decoration beautiful. um that sort of hangs over the stage the whole time and then there's a like a wedding table set up that's there and moved around a little bit but it primarily stays on stage so is the presumption then the entire show took place during a wedding reception well i think it's like that was the catalyst for all of the action cuz hamlet's mother marries uh, his uncle wait so did the rest of the show take place in a wedding reception no, it just was there the whole time. That's confusing. Well, this, I've, I'm sure I've told you that when I was in high school, I, my high school did a Macbeth right. set in the Civil War. <laughs> Which, and like, made no fucking sense it's whatsoever. Like, it's, like the, it's like the Music Man in the 30s. There's, like, no reason <laughs> for no it. no reason. And like, the only I difference think... was that Kate Baldwin was wearing pants and the Wells Fargo wagon wasn't a thing anymore. No, but they sang it anyway. I know. <laughs> and I... Th- I think the only time that I've seen that work is like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo plus Juliet, mostly because of the editing that was a that was he was able to do as a filmmaker, and also they changed everything to be modern. They had guns instead of swords. But then I thought it was confusing that he was like blah 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 sword, and he was holding a gun. But if you looked, a lot of times they would do um, like close-ups on the guns and like the brand would be like dagger or sword. I thought it through, Well, I straight up hate Shakespeare in all forms pretty much. So I'm good. What did you think of of Peter Sarsgaard? Peter Sarsgaard, I think the one thing that worked about modern, having them in modern dress was Peter Sarsgaard. Because he 
is a very modern actor. He has a very mm. contemporary delivery. And if you put him mm. in 14th stuff, century right. clothes, you would be like, what? <laughs> because he just sounds 21st century. He sounds 20th, 21st century. Right. I, I mean, maybe he, maybe he could. I don't know if he's tried, you know. I'm not saying his, the capability's not there. I'm not sure. But from what I saw, hmm. he is just like being himself. Well, okay. So can you explain? Because I don't know Hamlet very sure, well. Sure, sure. But they cut the ghost? The ghost, I, I don't know Hamlet super, super well either. And the only part that was weird was the scene where Hamlet is talking with his mother and the ghost is also there and the ghost and Hamlet are having a conversation and that's the part right. that was cut, the ghost's side of that. So he was just talking to himself. So he's talking to himself, which adds to his madness, except that other people can see the ghost too. What? The 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 first scene is like the sentries, the like guards who are walking around the castle are like, you guys, the ghost is back. Like, and they're what? the ones that go to Hamlet and are like, dude, we're seeing a ghost of your father. Is that in the original text? I'm assuming so. Oh man! Again, this is the only. That sounds like. Nonsense. But the ghost is the like somebody plays the ghost, right? But I thought Hamlet could only was the only one that could see the ghost. No. Why would other people be able to see the ghost? The ghost was haunting him. But That's it was like ghosts work. You know how ghosts work? Yeah, ghosts <laughs> haunt specific people. Not necessarily. I mean They haunt places. Yes. But I thought and I, I, think, I thought that well, this was a specific haunting ghost. Since ghosts that was specifically haunting Hamlet, being well, like, You killed me, right? Is it his uncle? He killed his uncle? What? Is no. that the plot of Hamlet? Who killed his uncle? The monkey's Somebody, uncle? <laughs> Somebody kills Hamlet's uncle. No, no, no. Hamlet's uncle kills his father. His father's like the Scar. ghost. His father's the ghost. Right, right, right. Mufasa. Right. So okay, Scar okay, kills okay, Mufasa. Right. Wait. So right. So his father ghost was like, "Yo, you got to avenge me." Yeah. Right. So is he just looking for other people to avenge him? Anybody can avenge him. That's why everyone can see him. Yeah. Okay. I think also because he needs the other people to get Hamlet to. Mm. I mean, I don't think they wrote that scene. For also, I love. I should look back at my Romeo and Juliet playbill from when it was on the Broadway last season, but because like William Shakespeare has a bio in the playbill, just <laughs> <laughs> like my favorite thing. I want to see if it's the same bio. Case. No, <laughs> it doesn't say that. <laughs> it probably just says this is the most important playwright in the English language has been performed a billion hundred million times. What if what if for one year nobody did any Shakespeare? What if we were like 2016, no Shakespeare? You're not I allowed to do it I don't have a problem anywhere. with Shakespeare. I do. I know, but you don't have to see it. That's, I, no more Macbeth for like five years. Yeah. It's like the gypsy of straight plays. Yeah, we had to see. Yeah. No. Well, it's certainly the gypsy of Shakespeare. I'm just so bored by Shakespeare. I think it's so But boring. you're always bored. You're not, it's not a new thing. I mean, I get what you're saying, yeah. and I sort of understand so that it's overdone. Stop doing things but that bore me. <laughs> it's overdone, yeah, and it's boring. And do most the ones of the time that nobody does, well. like Titus Andronicus. I don't even know that. I me just know either. the title. But anyway, Anthony and Cleopatra. One thing about casting, not about the quality of actors, mm. but like everybody was old. Everybody was like the same age. What? It didn't make any sense. What do you mean? Like, like his mom was the same age as him? No, actually. 
the mom and the uncle, Gertrude and Claudius, were appropriately aged. Hamlet's supposed to be 30. Like, it says it oh, in the show. Okay. How Peter Sarsgaard is in his 40s. Okay. And it's okay. Probably he could be younger. Yeah. Because also I think you're supposed to be a little bit less stable in your life to play that role. You sure, know, you're, you're like, to be like closer, Ugh. closer to the hormone levels of a person going through puberty or something, even though you're, he's like 30, but like you're Wait a second. That what? doesn't make sense. <clears throat> Why? Because also in the time period, when's Hamlet supposed to take place? <laughs> life expectancy was like 50. So if you were 30, well, here's the thing about historically well, casting shows is like, well, like yeah. Gypsy, you're like legit. Mama Rose should be like 25, you guys. Like historical context, mm-hmm. like she has, she started having those kids when she was 17, maybe 18. And, you know, she should be playing somewhere between her early to late to 20s to maybe her early 30s. So something like that where... Because then we have it played by a middle-aged woman, you know. Sure, and I do, I do understand aging up like Romeo and Juliet because Romeo or Juliet's fourteen, and that I'd is like to see that straight up. Super uncomfortable for modern audiences. You could do it if you sort of either did it just as it is, or a, like did a production where you somehow addressed that aspect of it. Sort of like how they cleaned up Gigi. Like you could do an unclean Gigi where she's still like a 15-year-old courtesan, but dealt with it in a modern way. I don't know how. I would like to see a production of Romeo and Juliet where they're cast age appropriately. Well, they just did a movie version of it, a new movie version of it, where they were... Who did? I don't know. I don't know. It was like three years ago or something. Oh, 14-year-olds? Yeah, I think so. Huh. I mean, they were at least not in their 20s. Although Claire Danes was 16 for Romeo plus Juliet. That's pretty good. And... Leonardo DiCaprio was 22. You know that Juliet's supposed to be slow. Slow? Yeah. They ha- there's a line where they talk about dropping her on her head that she's stupid. <laughs> she's had some mental retardation. Oh, it's like a light in the piazza. Basically. That is who she, that's pretty much who she is. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know that show. <clears throat> but there was also Glenn Fitzgerald, who plays Laertes, and Stephen Spinella, who plays his father, Polonius, are... Um, like like ten years apart, uh, but also Glenn Fitzgerald has like he was playing the son has like a big gray beard, <laughs> and I love both of those actors, Stephen Spinella especially from I know him from Spring Awakening. He was like the adult male who sure. played all those parts, and Glenn Fitzgerald was on Dirty Sexy Money, <laughs> which is a one season That's great show. Uh, he like walked on, and I was like ah. <laughs> You're the priest brother from that show. Did you touch um, any of the actors? No, but Peter Sarsgaard did run into my leg. Oh. I was like very careful to try and keep my legs back, but he was, you know, he was like, I'm angry at my ghost dad. How much blood was there? No blood. How did people die? They just... Swords. <laughs> um, Steven Spinella got... Uh, Polonius, spoiler alert, Hamlet kills him through... Like he's hiding in the closet right. to make sure, um, <laughs> to make sure because Hamlet's talking to his mom, so he's there for like protection and right. also Isn't he as a witness. To be behind a curtain, he stabs yeah, yeah. Him he stabs him through the curtain. So he stabs him through a door. He's, well, it's actually a curtain. They just oh. call it a closet. So it was a curtain on the show and whatever. But he stabs him, and then Stephen Spinella like like floats away. He doesn't actually float, but the way that he's walking, it's sort of like he's what? like like walking. He's like I what am slain, and then he. Fuck? 
it had ideas. They weren't, they weren't so intrusive that it like got in the way of the play, but because they weren't intrusive, they didn't really get whatever their point across was those ideas. But I still enjoyed it because I haven't seen a production of Hamlet. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It is three hours and 10 minutes long. That's long. But to be honest, it didn't feel that long. Going into it knowing it was that long, maybe if I didn't know it was that long, I would have been like, (sighs) That's funny because we put up a sign on our menu board. (laughs) saw it. On our alcohol menu board that says like, "Ah, a three-hour play, why don't you order a double? Double Yeah. (laughs) I saw that. So Hamlet closes on May 10th at Classic Stage Company. So if you want to go see it, go see it. Yeah, and they have um, a pretty great rush program. Um, There's like three different rush lists. So, Mm. you you know, I don't know how well it's been selling, but definitely can check out that rush that goes on sale, I believe, an hour before the show. You can come and sign up on their waiting list. It was well sold, but there were seats, yeah. so I think you'd be yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. The, and it was a Saturday night, so. Yeah, get those rush seats, kids. They're $40. Yeah. Something we wanted to address that we forgot to last week, well, so we just had a packed show last week, but we ha- got a lot of comments on our Something Rotten review mm. about the changes in the show that were made. <laughs> After we saw it. After we saw it. The thing is, they gave us tickets, so that to us means what we're seeing is the show that we will review. We received comped press tickets, and we were like, great, so we'll review the show. And we held our review until it opened, as you are supposed to. Um, But apparently, there was a pretty major change in that the love duet that we found boring in the second act <laughs> got cut was cut they took and, our notes and there's yeah maybe they that. took our telepathic notes because we didn't actually nope. release that yep and there's a reprise hooray of oh, heidi, heidi song. blickenstaff well, song fuck, now i gotta go see it i again. know we'll give it a while and we'll go see yeah, it yeah, i'll go see it you like because we saw it twice in one week yeah, and yeah. that was rough no i definitely <laughs> after seeing it twice in one week i was like please no more not again <laughs> i don't want to not not for me yeah but i'll, I'll hell yeah i'll go back there in a couple months and see Heidi Blick and yeah. do some more things. So just for anyone who has watched our review, that's what happened. Yeah, guys, we saw like the, we saw it was it the, first, the week. first week. Yeah. They gave us tickets so, for the first week. So, so sorry about it. So give us more free tickets. We probably would have liked we'll it more. It. Maybe. Maybe. No guarantees. That's true. I mean, but that was one of our major qualms with that second act because the second act isn't as strong as the first. And if it didn't have that boring love duet, maybe it would have felt snappier. I, I had more problems, but yes. Well, sure. I know. I'm Could saying it was the improvement. Yeah. Some news, a possible new show coming to Broadway, Man of La Mancha, uh, the production that, that you I saw in saw. DC. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that that would be exciting. I think it would be a good production to bring to Broadway. I think it's a strong production. I think that one of the reasons why it's a strong production is because of the people that are in it. Yeah. So if you're going to bring it, the people that are the actors are part of the production. Yeah. Um, so if you're transferring the production without the actors, you're not, it's not the same. And I've, I understand that the woman that like controls all the rights to Mana La Mancha was like, yes, I want to bring this production, but not with you suckers. This is what I heard. And was it like, I heard it was on stage that she made this announcement. Yeah, I think it was like, she was at, looking like the for curtain stars? call that she was like, we're going to take this, to, we're going to find some stars and take it to Broadway. And I'm like, like are you what? seriously going to say that when the cast is A standing two feet thing. behind like, you? I don't even think Harvey Weinstein said that right. to 
Jeremy Jordan. Even though, you know. He's had some media training. Well, yeah. Even though there's like, there were contract issues. So Jeremy potentially knew what he, you know, knew what he was getting into. But he would never go up to him and be like, listen, kid. Right. Well, they might even go up to him like like, in front of the audience. In front of of an audience. Be like, because also like I've been at performances where things like that have been announced. Like I was at like closing night of Avenue Q when they were like, we're going off Broadway. And it was like, you know, the audience was like, oh, that's so exciting. I just watched this awesome thing. You're telling me that it has more of a life after this. That's exciting. Other people will get to go see it. And then you're like, fuck this cast. What? We're looking Awful. for stars. Awful. I.e. not you guys. That's ridiculous. Have a little decorum. Yeah. But I hope it happens. And I fucking hope that that woman, you know, sees the error in her ways and brings the cast because the cast yeah. was what was good about it. I mean, the production quality was good. The set and the constant, all those elements were good. The direction, but like the cast, come on, you can't. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I want to see that cast. I want to see Anthony yeah. Warlow and Amber Amon and, Amber Amon. and Nahal Joshi. Yeah, all of those people. May it be so. Yeah, don't be a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> there was a close call where for a second we thought everyone's favorite off-Broadway oh. <laughs> dance show, Stomp, was closing. But it's not closing. It's moving. It's moving. So here's the thing with this. Okay. The Orpheum Theater locked Stomp into a million-year contract. I don't know how exactly long it was for, but it locked them into a contract for a very long time and then stopped taking care of the building. (gasps) Oh, my God. And I haven't been there because I haven't seen Stomp. Right. But if you walk by the Orpheum, you can very looks, much see that look it, like there's a show there. it's run down. Yeah. The marquee is like falling apart. It certainly looks very, I mean, it looks very East Village. And it. Well, yeah. when I walk past it, I'm like, I know that Stomp is still running because I know about theater. But if I walked past that theater, I would not think that a show was happening there. I would think like, oh, I wonder how long that building's been vacant. Yeah, right? The, law- the show's lawyer in this Playbill article is quoted as saying, Stomp did not want to move, but it smells like sewage <gasps> in the Whoa. lobby. Yeah. Holy shit. And there's like rats and oh it just is like a terrible situation. And the owners are like, no, no, we're do- starting to do all those improvements, which of course you're saying that now. Right. Sure. Um, but there's like one more appeal I think they can make, but hopefully it, it won't go through and they can just find a nice theater. Damn. And because the owners are like, but we don't have a show to go into it. Well, well <laughs> also, it's, that's, that's a bad business investment. You own a building and because you have a long tent, like a long term tenant, you're just going to let your investment like eat itself. Yeah. Well, because it was still, I mean, Stomp still sells really, really well. Right. But like, I guess I'm like, even if, even if. Yeah, then I just, I don't know how you as an owner of a building or a theater don't understand, don't see that this is what happens. Yeah. Like, what were they thinking? They're going to let the building just, like, become dilapidated and Stomp will just still be there. I think so. That's crazy. It's just like any landlord, oh you know? God, that's awful. Now I'm worried. I hope that theater doesn't get demolished after I know, right? Out. Right? That's really scary. It I think, will. you know, Somebody, I don't know. It, I was going to say, it might, I don't know that it's a landmark because you obviously have to take care of them, but it's definitely something that could be because right. it's 
been around for a very long time. So Yeah, I've never been in that space. Me neither. Because Stomp is the only thing that's ever been there. And I don't want to go now. Well, now, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, damn. I know. But hopefully... Stomp will find a new home, and this will be some sort of wake-up call to those people to either get their shit together or sell, yeah. and somebody else can take care yeah. of it, you know? Man, well, good luck to you, Stomp. I hope I mean, you find a good home. God, even, like, the awfulness of of the Times Square Church buying the Mark Hellinger, at least they're taking care of it. True, And true. that if they ever decide to sell it, it can still be it's a still, beautiful, legitimate Broadway house, you know? It's gorgeous inside. Yeah. It's gorgeous inside. Go. You can go. <laughs> They're, it's a church service. It's free yeah. to the public. You can just walk in. They're dark on Mondays, <laughs> but you can just walk in and enjoy. They should be, they should the be open on Monday because there's nothing else to do. It doesn't make any sense. And all the actors who I'm sure go to the Times Square Church um, can go to a service. Wait, what? You think that you're demanding that they have services on Mondays? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like take advantage of the fact that there they aren't shows. I'm not saying don't have a day off. I'm just saying also. They don't. Most churches have services every day. Listen, man, sell it back to Broadway. That's <laughs> well, that's also true. I don't know how churches run. <laughs> I don't know how churches I mean, work. Catholic churches anyway, depending on the church and depending on their services, funding, have services, services every, every day. day. Yeah. No, we don't there's have services every day. My church, my synagogue. there's like um, eight, eight thir- there's 7 o'clock mass and 8.30 mass every day. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I had to go do that before school. I had to be an altar server before That's school at mass. I'm so sorry. Sometimes I used to go to therapy Sucks. before school when I was in elementary school. Oh, God. I know. And then you'd have to, like, go have a school day when yeah. you were just, like, yeah, I would go fucked to, up from therapy. I mean, not really. Well, because you were like a kid. Third I know. Grade, what are you really going to talk about? Like, I would, like, play with a doll, and she would be like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I'd be like, this is me and my brothers, or something. I don't really remember. <laughs> like, why are your but brothers hitting you like yeah, that? Something like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, why aren't you like this is the, my <laughs> me doll and this is my brother's doll. My brother dolls are in the attic. Why are they in the attic? I don't know. I hate them. I don't, I don't really <laughs> remember what I was talking about in therapy. Breakthrough. In grade, but yeah. Yeah. Mm, they're mean to me. I don't know. Yeah. No clue. Mm. <laughs> well, save the Orpheum. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So we've talked about this podcast before on our podcast, the Theater People Podcast. It's like so many times I said podcast, (laughs) (laughs) but they have a Kickstarter and they're great. They're great podcasts. They're a lot of fun. They do great interviews with people. So check out their Kickstarter. Uh, I'm sure you can search. Get some sweet rewards. Yeah, obviously. Well, listen, if you have $350, you can go see Fun Home and have dinner too. Yeah. That's a pretty damn good reward. Yeah. If I had $350... Maybe I would do that. So there's lots of good ones too. Kinky Boots package, yeah. too, Hedgehog. and Leslie Margarita doing your voicemail. Oh God. So head on over to Kickstarter and help out our buddies. Yeah, theater people, the fellow well, theater people. Because we're all theater people. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update. Carolee Carmelo is so beautiful. Also, News. she was nominated for a Broadway.com audience. Favorite award, I think, is what they're called. Choice, audience, audience choice, choice award, Broadway favorite choice award. I'm not uh, sure. Audience.com. I've never audience, seen a Broadway show a award. Broadway.com audience choice award. Mm. Feels good on your butt. <laughs> That's right. Feels good on your butt. <laughs> That's a good old reference. Yeah. Um, so go vote for Carolee Carmelo in the Broadway.com audience favorite choice awards. <laughs> um, I I already did. So hopefully she wins. Because you have be to cool. register. 
Oh, you have to give for them anything? an email. Okay. Just an email. I feel like I've done it before, but every time they do the Broadway World Awards, I go to um you have to, have to do them and then I do the whole thing and then I get and to the get end to the and it's like yeah. And then you don't sign do it. up, and I go, and I don't and you, do. I think I've done that the you? past two years. Just fucking make an account on like, Broadway don't World. Want one. Why? I don't know why. why? It's how like many a principal like, thing. I just how many, don't like, like Broadway World. You wait. Are you fucking kidding me? You'll vote in the Broadway.com shit, but you won't. I vote can't in the remember Broadway if I actually world. have voted in the Broadway.com. One of just these curious. theater websites charges a forty percent upcharge on their tickets one of them doesn't even sell tickets well i don't just buy tickets from broadway.com right but you're like and i you never know, would recommend supporting people. one and not supporting another well i'm you just saying watch, i can't believe you went through the whole I've ballot done it twice and then didn't just like give them your fucking email it's not though you have to like make a profile it's like you're yeah you i have a profile <laughs> on broadway it's like your name and like your email and like your age and a fucking password Oh, so much work. Big Bumblebee out here. Holy oh God, shit. I saw your face. Oh, Big whoa. Bumblebee. Big ass whoa. Bumblebee. It's the adventure it's of being James. in the outdoors. Oh, we're all Bumblebees. <laughs> um, but She's with us. Carly Carmelo news. She had dinner with another Lestat alumni this week. Mm-hmm. Jack Noseworthy. Yeah, they had She's like my favorite name in the entire um, world. Which was cute. And yeah. she said, hashtag Lestat vampires. Yeah. <laughs> How well, fun. What do you great. think I talked about? Wait, this is not Carolee Carmelo news, but it is diva lady adjacent. Linda Lavin keeps just tweeting tweets that are just tagging herself. Just at Linda it's Lavin? Just at Linda Lavin. She's tweeted it several times. I think like oh. she's trying to reply to people and is fucking it up somehow. And all she's tweeting is at Linda Lavin. It's amazing. I retweeted it. Oh, somebody help Linda Lavin with somebody her Twitter. Help Linda Lavin with her Twitter. And um, uh, somebody remind Carolee that she's the most beautiful woman on earth. Mm-hmm. See her. <laughs> just tell her I said so. Oh my god! Don't don't, don't tell, tell her. her. Don't tell don't her. Tell her I said, said so. But do tell her that she's the most beautiful woman beautiful. on earth. Yeah. Now it's time for the Laura Benanti tweet of the week. On April thirtieth at one o three p.m., Laura Benanti tweeted, "I couldn't find a tissue in my bag, so I just blew my nose into a maxi pad. This is not a joke. <laughs> it is a joke, Laura, because it's real funny. Yeah, that's intense. I've never done that. I think I would always. I uh, maybe if it was really bad, I'd just." Blow into a sleeve, maybe. I've you? used like receipts. Yeah. I've definitely used receipts in the yeah. winter time where it's just like snot <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. And I, can't, I think I'm just a, like a, <sighs> I can't, I can't. I'll just, I just suck it back in. <laughs> well, Kristen Chenoweth had something to add to this tweet and I'm going to correct her typo. She said, You're so nice. try pulling out your wallet and trying to pay for shoes with one. <laughs> Lady problems. Too much ambient. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Don't try to buy shoes on Ambien, Kristen Chenoweth. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever had a time where I pulled out a pad or a tampon at a like a inopportune. Moment. I can like feel the wrapping, so I know it's it's not a pen or a. Right. Wallet or a tissue? Well, I guess the tissue, you could think it's like if it's a tissue pack. I I mean, who gives a shit? But it is pretty funny. Right. And I guess I'm also like have always been one of those people that is like, what? You got a problem? It's a pad. I'm a woman. I have a period. Get over it. 
Like, yeah. and I don't even use tampons or pads anymore. Right. I use a cup because I'm know. hippie. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. This is like so weirdly last thing promise. We're done really. But you know what I always think of like in the weirdest, in the most just like weird shit that you think about, you know, where you, you wonder like, like, are they allowed to take their wigs off during the show? Like, right. Weird stuff you think about. Yeah. Like when Kelly O'Hara was naked in Dracula, what did she do when she was on her period? She probably wore a tampon. Right, but I like, mean, well, like I don't a, know what her like regular no life string is. Tampon, or Ugh. like, was she using a diva cup like I use? Because the diva cup is really the, or, or maybe like how a long C has sponge. it been around? A long time, long time. Uh. I mean, they're old school. Well, I know, they're but just not, like, they just so, right. because people are like, yeah, gross. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Um, it'll change your life. I'm telling you, if you can get over the blood, you, it'll change your life. But I have a lifelong issue with blood. Well, then it sucks to be you. <laughs> I'm fine with it. But like, like she must be, it must be like a diva cup situation or like a sea sponge situation or like, like, cause even like tampons have strings on them. You I can't know. be on stage naked you could, with a string. You could tape it and like put makeup on it. <laughs> Ew. I don't know. Weird. Let's ask her. Uh, Kelly O'Hara, when you were naked in Dracula, did you wear a diva cup when you were on your period? Or maybe a sea sponge? I'm just curious. Just let us know. Just curious about like no, that's shows a, that's and like, how that works. That's, like, yeah, that's uh, a very interesting question. You know, I don't know. I'm just curious about it. I also continually like am uh, uh, in awe of like like listen on the first day of my period, I can't do shit. Yeah, like I can't do anything. So ladies who perform on their periods, I'm just that's amazing to me. I mean, I know everyone doesn't have a period as bad as mine. Yeah. I'm done talking about my period. No, you're not. <laughs> For now. For now. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater.